Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for the seventh Sunday after the Epiphany, February 20th, 2022, offered for St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Greensboro, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38, the continuation of Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning, St. Paul's Greensboro. I am sorry I'm not there with you in person for worship this morning. I had a fall uh, that resulted in a broken ankle, and I am uh, recovering from that. I am well on the mend. I can report and following all of my doctor's instructions, so I expect to be back up and around uh, very soon and to be back with you next month. Um, I am thankful to join you virtually um, this morning to offer a reflection on the gospel and say a prayer in anticipation of your parish meeting following the service. Um, but before we get to that, first, let's talk about the gospel of Luke. And before we dive right into the gospel of Luke, I want to ask you if you have sort of a favorite camp song, whether it's a song that you sang as a kid growing up um, at Camp McDowell or summer camp or maybe Curcio or different retreats that you've been at at Camp McDowell. Um, I have several favorite camp songs, um, um, and one of those uh, of my favorites is a song called They'll Know We Are Christians by Our Love. I imagine many of you are probably familiar with it. Um, I'm not quite sure why it's one of my favorites. Maybe because it's in sort of a minor key, but it's not at, like at a dirge sort of pace. It's upbeat. Maybe it's because it's at a tempo that Episcopalians can actually clap along to. Um, but for whatever reason, they'll know we are Christians by our love is one of my favorites. When I go to camp, I want to sing uh, that song. Um, you probably are familiar with it, I think, and, and maybe know that the song is inspired by the Gospel of John when Jesus was with his disciples on his final night, and he is teaching them, and he teaches them that it is their love for each other that will be a sign to the world to invite them to believe in God and to believe in salvation through Jesus Christ. The lyrics of the song talk about our unity through the Holy Spirit, our work together as disciples of Christ, our individual human dignity, our worship together, and then the refrain, of course, is again and again and again, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Now, this song points to the love between Christians, which should, in theory, be relatively easy to achieve, though we know at times that sort of love can be a little bit more complicated than it might first appear. Our gospel reading this morning points us to a more challenging sort of love. It's not the love that we share necessarily as Christians, but it is challenging us to consider what it means to love those that disagree with us or that aren't part of our community. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the Sermon on the Plain, which begins with Luke's version of the Beatitudes. Luke complicates his blessings by including a list of woes that challenge those that might be socially and economically comfortable um, sitting there listening in the crowd. And so after the Beatitudes and after the woes, Jesus now turns and says, I say to you that listen. 
And when Jesus says this, he's not just talking to his disciples who are certainly there, right? They've been there for all of these teachings. And he's not even necessarily just talking to that inner circle of the crowd that is maybe really interested in what Jesus has to say. I sort of imagine that he says this part a bit louder because he's trying to catch the attention of those people in the back of the crowd that are maybe talking about what they're going to have for lunch. And what the gospel writer of Luke also wants us to note is that when Jesus says these words, he is also talking to us, right? So we can hear in Jesus's turn and teaching, I say to you that listen right now in Greensboro, Alabama, love your enemies. Now these three simple words, love your enemies, introduces the upside down nature of the Christian life that Jesus is teaching and calling us to, right? It is a life marked by loving our enemies, doing good to those that hate us, blessing those that curse us, praying for those who abuse us. And the word enemy in Greek comes from the root word that means hatred, right? And so Jesus's command is for us to love someone who hates us or whom we hate. When we think in terms of hate, when we think in terms of enemies, normally our thoughts, sort of our human nature response is to figure out how we can get them before they get us. It's a strong emotion, right? Hatred, to have an enemy is a strong emotion. And it's that strength of emotion that Jesus takes and turns on its head. Because Jesus meets our hatred with a command to love. And to not just love passively, right? It's not just to love at arm's length. It's not just to fake it till you make it and maybe you'll end up liking them. But it's to love in a way where you seek blessings for those that you call enemies. That you move from wanting to get them before they get you to praying for good to happen in their life. And the real kicker is that Jesus teaches that we're supposed to do this without expecting anything in return. Jesus' teaching to love our enemies is the call to no longer conform to the world's standards of reciprocal love or get them before they get you. Instead, Jesus calls us to measure ourselves against God's standards, right? He tells us we're to be merciful just as God is merciful, and we know as followers of Christ that the greatest example of God's love and mercy is Jesus, broken, beaten, and betrayed on the cross, looking down at the crowd that is there and praying for the forgiveness of those that crucified him. I don't think I've had many enemies in my life. I sure hope I haven't. But I know that I have sort of experienced this present world's desire to have everybody pick a side, right? To be sorted into a team. I have felt the temptation, right? When somebody doesn't agree with me that I declare them to be an enemy so that I can discount them and what they have to say. And what I have found is that in all of this sort of side picking is that our community, my community, gets increasingly smaller, right? It becomes only the people that I agree with. It becomes the, only that sort of easy kind of love. And it becomes really exhausting to walk around with that many people that you have discounted because they don't agree with you or see the world the way you do. 
And it's into that, right, this present moment that we live where it seems like we all either have to agree or we can't be in the same community. It's into this moment that Jesus offers challenging and hard words of, I say to you that listen, love your enemies. And see, what Jesus knows and what we can experience as Christians is that when we focus on that, that challenge of love, the challenge of loving someone that's not easy for us to love, when we seek blessings for those people that disagree with us or oppose us, when we pray for those whom we disagree with, then that love begins to grow and there's a lot less room for hate. There's a lot less room to have enemies. And each day that we do this sort of again and again, loving those that are enemies, praying for those who disagree with us, praying for blessings for those that may wish us harm, that we soon find that there is no longer any room for hate because all that is there is love. And when we love in that way, we find that that love that we share in Christ and that we offer to those that are our enemies, now is a love that transforms our enemy into our brother or sister in Christ. And so, while I love, they will know we are Christians by our love. And it's important that we remember that our shared love as a community is one of those things that invites people into relationship with God and Jesus Christ. We also have to know that it's that deeper, more challenging love of loving those that are different and disagree with us, those that we would consider our enemies, that will ultimately be what transforms the world. And so as we go from this place, as you go into your parish meeting, remember that it is that active, powerful, transformational love that Jesus is inviting us to listen to this morning and to listen for and to live out in our lives. So let us pray. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, Give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. So we may be all of one heart and of one soul united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.